Welcome back, everyone. This is the Soccer Talk Wads podcast. I almost said this is the Total Soccer Show because we were just talking about that. It's not that. No. Coverage of the World Cup. We <laughs> In case you're confused. aspire to be 5% as knowledgeable and entertaining as they are. In case but, you came to this different podcast with different voice and thought, I wonder if this like this may actually be the Total Soccer Show. We're not that. So we're sorry. Yeah, for the exactly. Deception. Um, but in any case, we are here after a nil-nil, the first nil-nil draw in U.S. World Cup history. Unbelievable. Uh, draw at the uh, World Cup against England, against our old our old motherland, England. Hmm. And it's a weird, it's a weird outcome because by all rights, I should feel very happy or at least relatively happy with that result. Like if you'd a- offered me that mm. at the beginning, I would have said, absolutely, I'm taking it. And now I'm kind of like, eh, you know, <laughs> like at the end of the game, I was felt left feeling a little disappointed. And I don't think that's fair or reasonable necessarily. I think they played a really good game and we have a lot to be proud of. Um, but the finishing wasn't there. And I think the aggression wasn't there in the final 10 minutes or so that might have made a difference. And I was especially, I think that literally that last free kick really angered me to the point oh, yeah. that I was blinded by rage. It a took bit. all the steam out of the room. I'm like, they're not going to, like, because the sequence is they pan over to Burhalter, who's like pointing at his watch. And then they go back to mm-hmm. the field, everyone's setting up, and then Pulisic plays it like to the corner for Reyna, then they blow the whistle immediately. <laughs> so it's like, which right. is weird to me because like, <laughs> if they weren't going to blow the whistle immediately, if there was some sort of, Oh, there was more stoppage time. We've added a minute. Wouldn't yeah. it be harder for England to escape from that mass of humanity in our penalty box than if we had given them the right. throw in that they gave them. And <laughs> I just don't understand it, but let's not focus there. Let's microanalyze it, yes. (laughs) I I think you tweeted it well when you said uh, we had a tie loss against Wales Mm. and now we have a tie win against England, so it all evens out. After two games, everything on the line to play for against Iran on Tuesday, uh, victory sends you through. Anything short of a victory uh, will not send you through, I assume. I guess – I guess – are we ahead of Iran? No, we're not. They have a goal yeah. differential. So, so like, yeah, you have to with win the draw, even if England lose, then yeah. Yeah. So we would need then, we still need to win. But we control our own destiny in that way. We just have to take business, correct. take care of business against Iran. Yes. And I think uh, you know, as they said on the broadcast today, if you had been offered that at the start mm. of the tournament, then you said the US needs to beat Qatar or beat uh Iran and advance, you would have taken that for sure. So with that in mind, how are you feeling right now after today? Yeah, like I think it's like I feel like we always talk about it with this team of like if you were given the option of the outcome before the game started, you'd be happy with it. But something like in the way that the play goes, you just leave. There's something about the Greg of it all. Like aggravated. Yeah. And I think it's like the missed opportunities. So against Mm -hmm. Wales, there's you know, in the first half, you're dominating them and you have the one goal, but you don't capitalize on another. And eventually they come back and equalize. And then this game, you feel like they had you had your foot on the neck of England and you had opportunities, but you're never able to capitalize in that first half. And then the second half just kind of peters out. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would change anything with how this game went down. I think it's like, I think this game in a vacuum was very successful. For yeah, this young team, especially. Huge, huge update, though, before we advance any further. Daryl DK has tweeted, it's called soccer now. I don't care. So, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that we can <laughs> mark our uh, hell yeah. on that. Yeah. I did say, I said in a work, we have a, a work Slack channel um, where uh, it's it's the channel is actually called, it's called soccer, ironically, because we have a, uh, <laughs> a German ownership group who are, you know, very excited about the world cup and making us all place bets on who's going to win and all that stuff. Um, uh, they're feeling good. I see. <laughs> oh yeah. They feel terrific after, after that, that we can talk about that maybe they're, towards the end, yeah. but, um, but uh, in any case, 
I posted in there after the win. I said, much like the War of 1812, this is technically a tie, but the U.S. will treat it like a victory. But it feels like a win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I do think, I mean, if you, if feeling back to frustration, we never really looked like we were going to lose that game. I mean, we looked like the better team pretty much the whole first 15 minutes, maybe. I would hmm. say England looked really threatening and, and we didn't have much possession and, you know, they were getting chances and uh you know i think apart from that kane had her right at the very end their best chances came early um but in after that for pretty much the rest of that half and, and most of the second half we look like the better team i would say and that's a pretty big feat against the number five fifa ranked team in the world a team a lot of people think could win this world cup um yeah their so, uh their two best chances come at the end of the first and the end of the second where Saka just completely skies that ball that I think Kane get Kane gives them like in the box mm-hmm. basically and then yeah the Kane header at the end so you kept a team that like completely ran over Iran to the point where they were scoring at will to like one big chance and I think that yeah. feels good yeah I definitely agree and I think I think you have to be positive about that because um you know, it's it's not a loss today doesn't make a huge difference. You still pretty much just have to beat Iran. But I think from a moral perspective and from mm-hmm. a confidence perspective for the players going into uh, that must win game, having this stronger performance and giving yourself the belief that, hey, if we can hang with oh, yeah. England, who crushed Iran, we can at least get a goal or two against Iran. It should um, give them just like a just a ton of confidence for like. I think we always forget how young this team is and you have that performance against yeah. a team that a lot of people are picking to win the world cup should. Yeah. I definitely agree. And I think, I think this team is consistently showing us that really the only thing missing from it being, if not a world-class team, at least a, a real threat in any game it plays is that ability to finish in the final third and that precision and that, especially target man kind of striker um, that we really so desperately need. And I don't think, you know, we argued about whether Ricardo Pepe should be here or not before the tournament. And I think we both still agree that he should, but I don't think that he necessarily makes the difference Uh in terms of like, do we have four points right now if Pepe is here? Yeah, let my, alone six. I don't think so because he probably uh, wouldn't have started anyway. <laughs> my but, anger over ahead. Pepe was more about the rationale given versus like yeah. if I thought he was going to make a huge difference necessarily. But I mean, I do think when you know, I think we not to look past Iran because I, we definitely need to win that game for the sake mm-hmm. of the program. But I think when we are honest about this World Cup, everybody knows it's a little bit of a dress rehearsal for twenty twenty six. Um, getting these guys some experience and and maturity and you know hopefully to make a serious run uh, if not contend when we host it in 2026 um, when North America hosts it excuse me because uh, Qatar, us in Mexico <laughs> mainly yes <laughs> big enough to host a World Cup all on its own but not uh, the United States Qatar no with a population less than St Louis I believe when you don't count yes. their like migrant workers that are in the country. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're killing most of those off. Oh, that's true. Ways, so, so the population is just, yeah. Yeah. So uh, with that said, I mean, I think the one clear challenge this team has, this organ program has, um, whether it's run by Greg Berhalter or somebody else, mm-hmm. is to identify and ma- mature that person who can be the real target man. Um, I, uh, I don't want to say something that I'll later regret, Stephen, but I thought uh, that Burhalter's setup was actually pretty good today. Like with the, not with, I still have a lot of anger over the way that like subs are being utilized, but I liked the little wrinkle of going from a 4-4-3 in defense to like a 4-4-2 that was like asymmetrical in attack. So if you're paying attention, like Wea was coming more interior and then Dest was being more that winger. And then on the other side, Pulisic was coming back into the midfield and Robinson was the winger. So I thought that was like a nice little wrinkle that definitely caught England off guard, it seemed like. Yeah, I do think the shape was pretty strong. I have a lot of questions about um, Gio Reyna only featuring in like eight minutes of 
yeah. to draws. Um, Using Shaq more that, today all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a big concern for me. And, you know, if, if, if Geo, Geo says he's healthy, uh, Greg says he's not fully healthy, maybe that's all there is to it is different evaluations of his health. Yeah. But if this is some sort of, you know, Greg doesn't rate Gio Reyna that highly, or there's some sort of grudge there, that's a real serious issue and, and not an issue Greg should win, you know, because yeah, because it's Reyna, like when he's you healthy know, is maybe the best player on this team. Yeah, certainly 20 years old, like the future for best. Yeah. Yeah. So that needs to be addressed and figured out if he starts against Iran, which I have to think he will, then, you know, all is well there yeah. and, and we can deal with that later. But um, we, uh, you know, we, I don't know, I, I guess we kind of rambled around in this game, but what were some of your positive takeaways from this besides the shape? that um we just mentioned yeah i thought the shape i thought the intensity especially like it seemed like england was very flat and we did a good job of just not letting them build up into the game outside of like a few chances towards the end like once england got their subs in i think that's when like when Grealish came on and when henderson came on i thought they maybe looked a little better than they had throughout most of the game even if it didn't lead to anything for them but Mm -hmm. I think dare I say Jordan Henderson, the best player to wear the three lines. Dare you? Dare you say it? Steven, how would you how would you have felt if Henderson came on and was the one to I would have cried. I would have died. I would have (laughs) cried and died and I don't know. Demetra would have been upset too, clearly. Yeah. I don't um, know if you can hear her. She's already upset. I oh, no, I, I already heard her. Yeah. Yeah, I heard her for sure. I, everybody heard her. Um, My cat is upset but, because the door to the patio is closed. I hope you guys realize that that's why she's whining. <laughs> I can show you. I can show yeah. you her right now, not to take away, but she's laying out just very upset that this door <laughs> is closed. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this is high quality content you're missing out on. Yeah, it's a um, very visual part of the podcast, but it's well worth it. <laughs> I think one of my, yeah, I think when we look at this game, my biggest positive is that we really neutralized their star players. Yeah. Um, Harry Kane didn't look all that threatening. He had a couple moments, um, you know, that header on the corner kick at the end was scary, but he missed it by like 18 miles. So. <laughs> I don't want to put Harry Kane in that position and give him that chance. Yes. But, but like we had that opportunity too, and McKenney Sky that same kind of ball. So yeah, like, exactly. That's what's fun um, about it. <laughs> Jude Bellingham was like a non-factor. I barely heard his name. Yeah, that's also wild. Uh, yeah, and as you mentioned, when they substituted on Grealish uh, and Henderson, Henderson by no means one of the star players on this team. I think just the fresh legs, and you know, in Henderson's case, the maturity. That's a nice way to put it. That's a euphemism for he's old. Um, (laughs) He's old and slow. (laughs) He's old and slow and yet one of Liverpool's Mm. starting midfielders because FSG can't spend money. It's cool. It's it's cool. It's fine. This is is a USMNT podcast, baby. I don't need to talk about Liverpool. I, uh, um, but, to talk about my other positives, I thought Matt Turner was freaking awesome in this game, not oh, just in like on, his yeah. command of the box, but like his want to take on Harry Kane in a dribbling battle, I thought was interesting and fun and not at Ter- all uh, terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> I wanted that to go. That was one of our best, ended up being one of our best chances yeah. in the second half at the other end. And I wanted, but that I would to like him to never, so yeah, but I would like him but to never. Please also that. never. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think I definitely think through two games, you know, again, if we're looking for positives for Greg, the goaltending decision has been right on the money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether I guess it doesn't really make any difference whether Zach Steffen is or isn't on the bench. It, you're going with Turner anyway, but like the confidence to make him the number one goalie has paid off and he's done a fantastic job. He looked really good. I think he only had to end up making one save maybe officially in the game, but um, three saves, Steven, but oh, only wow, 0.35 expected goals. Off of, so they're very <laughs> much not dangerous. 
I think that counts those few balls that he came sure. in that gathered. Yeah. Yeah. Like those that's what ones. I was going to say. It's like I, there were a couple where he jumped up and grabbed a ball from, mm. you know, and secured it from just something that was flying around in the box. And, and you're supposed to do that as a goaltender, mm. but they're also a risk if you go up and jump. And I think and it's like, and... yeah. And I think it's a sign of like a confident goalkeeper too. If you're like not necessarily confident yeah. that you're going to be able to get there in time, you maybe stay back and you're on your line a little bit more. Agreed. Uh, but with all that said, uh, still a good decision. And like you said, the, the 0.3435 expected goals, whatever you said it was also really positive when you take a, an attack that put up, was it six against Iran? And yeah, certainly has, and like looked like they're just scoring every time they had a rush going yeah. the other way. Yeah, certainly has one of, if not the best, pure finisher in the game, and a ton of attacking talent out wide. Not to mention their fullbacks are mm. very good. Um, yeah, Luke Shaw know. was probably their best player in this game. I think, like in terms of yeah, what he was able to do to us. Should have got should have got Trent on there though. That would have been. You know, that would have been the difference maker. Actually, to be honest, I think Trent would have been a nightmare along the side if he'd come in at like the 75th yeah. minute. I think it would have been good uh, like to see Trent and Desk go at each other because like neither of them could yeah. play defense. So it would be kind of fun to yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, with all that said, I mean, I think overall very positive game. I think the big take, the big negative takeaway you come out with is that we can't finish but we need that coming in. Yeah. Um, we really need Polisic off the corner kicks. I mean, he, it's just not working and you can't have, we've probably had 10, 10, 15, 20 at this point. I know we had seven today. I'll have to look up how many we had in the Wales matchup, but we had so many corner kicks in these two, uh, two games and not one of them really looked threatening and yeah like especially we had like five corners in a row at one point and yeah it was like just like kind of sent them to the same spot every time and i think there was one where mckenny was there but it went over and then there's another one where zimmerman was making a great run but mcguire got in front of it and like everything outside of that was pretty much a non-factor and I think I think that points to a bigger issue I've seen in these two games is that it clearly they clearly view that Christian Pulisic is the best weapon on this team. And in many ways he is. But yeah, I don't think Christian Pulisic is like a like a Gareth Bale is to mm. Wales or even like a Ronaldo when he was younger was to Portugal. Like I don't think he is so much better than everybody else on this team that we have to give him every touch we possibly can, that the attack always has to run through him, that he should be, you know, I saw a lot of decisions today where he dribbled when there was a pretty obvious outlet pass and Mm. that attack came to nothing. And, you know, you have to wonder what would have happened if he'd laid the pass off to, you know, McKinney or Adams. We've got some really good players on this team. Yeah. Tell Adams also just fantastic today too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And those guys aren't the attacking threat that Pulisic is at his best. But if you're playing through them, if if your balls from the wings aren't connecting anyway, and you're not, you don't have a target man to Mm. finish those opportunities anyway, which we know we don't have, then you should at least try to play through the middle some. And a lot of our, our, a lot of our attempts to play through the middle some were just Polisic trying to dribble inside and it's like there are other players there that are going to be able to make you know important yeah. passes and make good decisions and I just think it's a little too the Christian too much the Christian Polisic show right now I think and like it, sometimes we try to use him as more of your typical like attacking midfielder and he's definitely more mm-hmm. of a winger who like his best plays I think are when he's kind of like late arriving and can be that like quick outlet and he can take players on but when he's in the midfield taking on three defenders at once it like rarely ever works out for him yeah and I think I think we've seen this team when he has been injured or hasn't been available for for a draw or something um Hmm. they've worked pretty good uh, without him 
Yeah, and what's the? I don't think the level between him and the other players is as big as it once was. Like Gio Reyna and Brendan Aaron, yeah. I would say, are almost closer to him in skill, especially especially on those set pieces than people than yeah. You know, where well, they have got been guys before. like Aronson, like uh, like um, Tyler Adams, like McKinney, who are playing a lot of minutes at a top level and. Hmm. I, you know, Polisic is not right now. He's not consistently playing for Chelsea. Anthony, Anthony Robinson as well. He's like yeah. a crucial player for Fulham <laughs> at this point. And it's not, uh, this isn't to pick on Christian Polisic because I don't think he's going out there and doing this against the wishes of Greg Berhalter. Yeah, and we know that our criticism would absolutely just wreck him too. So, yeah, clearly. <laughs> I mean, he's listening to this and he's already like cradling himself. Yeah. But I just think when you look at, when you look at us playing against Iran, we have to get creative enough to score mm. two. You know, I think if we score two goals, we're through to the next round, and we have to find a way to score two. I don't want us scoring one and then trying mm. to turtle. I don't want us, you know, messing around with this. I want us to find a solution to score some goals and and win the game comfortably, because you know, not to look ahead past that, but we get a date with um, the winner, I believe of group a, and that will be, it looks like either Netherlands or Ecuador. Neither of those teams look great right now. Like Netherlands, if you just took, yeah. If you just took the, the, you know, assumed. Like Ecuador looks like the a best team nation. in that group, but yeah. Yeah. I think arguably, in. but like, <laughs> If you look at if you look at Netherlands and you said if you just assumed on on reputation what would happen in a Netherlands US matchup, it wouldn't probably be pretty. But I don't think that's the Netherlands we're playing right now. I think they're a little old and a little disorganized and maybe they were damaged by having um what's uh who was their manager? Oh uh Frank De Boer. At, at Euro, Frank De Boer. I wanted to yeah. say Frankie de Young and I knew that wasn't right. Um, why are all coaches named DeBoer terrible, Justin? I, Fair question, I think. I think it's just in their blood, in their DNA. I, I say as... <laughs> Coached by Louis Van Gaal now, which, like, I love Louis Van Gaal with all my love, so I would hate to go up against him. Yeah, Netherlands are an interesting team. Like, they Did have you see his Cody Gakpo press conference been, like, moment, by the way? On. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Did you see... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Did you see uh, Louis... Louis press conference moment with the Senegalese reporter. I did. Yeah, that was, that was touching. Uh, he it, also, he, he had both that moment and a moment where he asked his wife if uh, she was coming to the hotel later to have sex with him. So like, it's just, he's, he's fired and also oh, nice. He's, he's all <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, but I just, I, I do all I'm trying to say there is we have some potential to get through to the round of eight if we get through to the round of 16 and i think any anyone could it'd be hard to argue that a round of eight appearance for this team would be a huge mm. success at this tournament um four more years of greg we'll, baby yeah uh, that's the that's the that's the other <laughs> that's the, that's the part i don't like um and i guess that like okay so i have one last issue with this game in particular that we can talk about that mm the world cup so far at large but i have an issue with how throughout both of these games so far we have not made a sub until later than the 66th minute yeah that's an issue for me especially with like how much the game has changed in both of these games when the subs started to come on and be like a real impact and the fact that Today we waited the 77th minute to put on Brendan Aronson, which I think we wanted to get him on sooner, but there's a long... Part of that was, yeah, delay. and But still, we, Aronson then but came in on it... his own, and then Shaq Moore came in a minute later, and then Reina and Sargent come in in the 83rd minute. And that's just way too late for your substab. I definitely yeah. think it's an even bigger concern for me in the Wales game, because mm. as soon as that second half started, it was obvious that it wasn't working for us anymore. And we were just really slow to respond. And I think Greg is tactically really slow to respond. Yeah, to and I don't know if it's like a... The other team. I don't know if it's just that he has this like set plan and he doesn't want to get away from it, no matter what the yeah. game throws at you. I don't know if that's it or if he just doesn't have a substitution strategy. But 
I would yeah, I'd I mean, probably be it, more willing to bet that he has a plan in place before the game comes around is just like inflexible. If I'm, if I'm trying to give Greg the biggest benefit of the doubt. If, if we I, are. <laughs> which I don't do very often, but I think <laughs> – I think it's fair to say he's usually pretty good at picking a starting 11, even mm. if we have our frustrations with it. Usually the side he picks for a game, we're never just bowled over from the very start. You know, yeah, and that was the thing with the Wales in. game too, is that starting 11 was yeah. great, but like the second you needed subs, it just didn't happen. But that's the problem. I think he feels so confident about whatever strategy he selects from the outset that he then struggles to make recognize when the flow of the game has mm-hmm. moved against him as it obviously did in the Wales game at halftime and pretty obviously did as soon as Henderson and Grealish came on uh, in this game it wasn't as it wasn't quite as stark as the Wales game I would say but it was pretty significant and it was really the only stretch of the second half or the only stretch past the first 10 minutes or so where England looked like they might break through and score. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I got real I nervous like when to... Grealish came on. Real nervous. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Grealish running at Sardinia desk. Not, yeah. Not a sight I would like to see again. But, like, also looking at this again, I think Gareth Southgate may have been outmanaged by Greg Berhalter today because he only made three oh. subs. <laughs> like, I, I don't Dang. know. If, I, that's just my thought looking at it. Like, I, I don't, don't know, know how you don't bring in Phil Foden... How you don't bring in, like how you don't bring in Trent. I think Trent makes a difference. Like if you bring him on, or if you bring Foden on, like having Foden on the bench in a zero-zero tie is wild to me. Yeah, um, would that you had the option to not start Phil Foden. Would that you had a team so good to not start Phil Foden. To not a, even get a, him on the field in a what draw. a curse that would be. Yeah, yeah let alone <laughs> let alone not sub him in. Um, I agree with you. I mean, I think, I think begrudgingly this game was pretty well managed, pretty well played. We got a nil, nil draw against England. A victory really doesn't accomplish anything for us except give us a huge moral victory. And I guess gives Mm. us the potential to draw against Iran and still advance. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's mostly positive and we've got it all to play for against Iran. I believe no, no chance intended here, but I believe that we will win against <sighs> Iran. Uh, I think that we should be able to handle our business there. Am I not going to be gripping my seat with white knuckles? on Am Tuesday I, afternoon? Am I not extremely I nervous about it? <laughs> yeah, but um but as we said, if you'd offered us two points and a win gets you through against Iran at the start of the tournament, you would have taken that. So yeah, and I think like, now, sometimes we look at it of like, I think Wales probably don't score on us if we maybe sub out Zimmerman and he doesn't run through the back of a Gareth Bale who like is mm-hmm. in no way in an attacking position. Like Wales are just a bad team. And I think they'll probably get run over by England no matter what. Like Iran are yeah. much better than they were against England because they were in some team turmoil before the start of the tournament. So like Iran are better than you maybe expect after that first game. But on even playing field, the U.S. is more talented than them. So like they should, they should take care of us to win that game. Like they have no excuse yeah. not to. And if they don't. Greg Berhalter probably gets removed. So, yeah. you know, win-win, win, baby, win-win. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's just, I think it, we can be pretty positive about how the team has looked at this tournament. It's just that recognition that it really, we really could have six points right now. Mm, yeah. Very much good. That makes it harder to swallow. But we don't, and now we have to get a win against Iran uh, to uh, secure our place in the next round. I think we can get there, but I suppose we will see. Let's talk about the other groups for a bit. This World Cup overall, um, you've watched more of the actual games than I have because I'm a lazy bastard that doesn't oh. wake up at 4 a.m. Well, yeah, uh, I'm also being paid to write about it, so that's my excuse. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but um, how would you how would you characterize this cup World Cup as a whole? Because it has felt a little 
a little flat to me so far, but I don't want to say that and be completely wrong. There have been some highlights, um, but, you know, not a lot of moments mm. of pure genius. Yeah, I mean, especially of... if you're not waking up for those 4 a.m. games, Stephen, I can see why that would be. Uh-huh. Well, maybe, <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. Like, there have been a lot of 0-0 draws. There have been a lot of, like, first halves where both teams kind of aren't doing much. There have been the exciting games, like, uh, you know, of course, Argentina losing is crazy and wild. Uh, the Germany Germany not being able to win again is like an upset I didn't see coming. So there have been those games yeah. where like favorites are getting upset. And of course, there have been the games like France's 4-1 win over Australia, Spain won 7 nothing against Costa Rica. And of course, Portugal Japan. had a narrow, narrow win over uh, Ghana. As <laughs> that well, game was wild. I think that game like was officially the start of the World Cup for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So there's been a lot going on. Let's run through the groups uh, as they currently stand. Already mentioned our future opponent mm. will come from Group A. It will either be, looks like it will either be the Netherlands or Ecuador. Ecuador uh, had a very good start against Qatar. Uh, could be Senegal. Rumors. I could see Netherlands. Who are they playing? They're playing Qatar. They're losing to Senegal. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, they've already played Senegal. You're right. Never mind. I didn't really um, play Qatar yet. But yeah, that Ecuador Senegal match is interesting as both those teams have been. Like Ecuador have looked good, better than I expected them yeah. to. But I would have expected Senegal to be able to get out of the group. So that'll be interesting. That will definitely be one to watch, one to circle on the calendar. You expect Netherlands to handle business against Qatar in advance. But as I mentioned, I definitely mm-hmm. don't think they have looked particularly strong. And I would not rate them more highly than England, who we just managed to keep a draw with. So we do end up playing Diorange in the next round. Um, love, I think we love got that pronunciation. That was good pronunciation. Thank you. Thank you. I try. Um, <laughs> Moving on to Group C, where well, unless there are any questions about our group, currently England in first place with four points, Iran in second place with three points after the uh, stoppage, two stoppage time goals against a 10-man Wales side. Uh, we had the draw with Wales, so we are in third place with two points, and Wales is in fourth place with one point oh yeah and missing their starting no because they're missing their starting goalkeeper for the game against england too so i think they're oh you mean like technically could they like i'm saying are they officially eliminated no because they could still they they could still be england England by like eight goals and then we drew with iran right yeah then they could get through but that's like the well if we draw with iran they've got a minus two goal differential so i guess if wales wins they will have better than a minus two goal differential Mm. by definition so then they could advance so they've still got something to play for um they won't but they could they won't won't, but they could uh qatar i know is the first team eliminated from Mm. contention at this world cup so sad uh saudi arabia with a huge upset over argentina um you know saudi arabia not the not the best country as a you know with all the human rights yeah, yeah, all, all that. Against, you might say. <laughs> the humanitarian but, crisis going on in their country. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. <laughs> one of the things I try to remind myself anytime we see stuff like this is like, the people of Saudi Arabia are just normal people. You know, right. like, yeah. I saw some of the celebrations. I saw one video in particular where they like tore the door off their house and we're all <laughs> screaming. And like, I'm still going to have fun with yeah. that, you know? And, They're not the um, ones murdering journalists. Right. Yeah, it's the, that's right. The government. That that's know. right. Um, and MBS uh, promised, you know, he is the one murdering journal- journalist, but mm-hmm. he did apparently promise to buy all of the players a Royals Royce Phantom for their victory over Argentina. Cool. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. But like, again, the players themselves aren't committing genocide or anything. Right. So good for them. You know, like that's a cool moment. Get that um, bag. Get that dictator bag. That's what I say. I think I think they are in a group now where they very much can advance. I think getting a point off of one of Poland or Mexico yeah, is I mean, not going to be impossible for them. And a point should probably do it at this point for them. So Yeah, that's wild because like Mexico and Argentina play each other and 
that's like pure desperation from both those sides. And like Poland did not look good yeah. either. So like that group is just all yeah. upside down. I assume if there's an outright winner in that game, I assume the other team is functionally eliminated. Yeah. If you're a Saudi Arabia, um, you want Argentina to lose again to Mexico. And like if yeah, if they lose their for the yeah. most part. Although I don't think that will happen. I I came in saying I didn't think Mexico looked very good. I don't think they looked very good against Yeah, and Poland. you're going against an Argentina. Poland didn't that... look very good and Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. No, was, you're going against an Argentina that has like all the pressure in the world on their shoulders now and they're yeah. absolutely going to come out firing. So I think Argentina will still make it out of this group uh with wins against Mexico and Poland between you and me. Maybe that early scare is enough to fuel them on a nice little run here. Um, I would like to see Saudi Arabia advance, not based on the quality of the uh, leadership of that country, right. but cannot stress it enough on, <laughs> on the memes. I want to I want to keep a very strong line here, uh, but for the meme potential alone, to have Mexico miss the mm, yeah um, knockout okay. round because really they good. couldn't get past Saudi Arabia, that would be glorious. France uh, had despite all their witch doctoring and infighting a mm. very convincing four to one defeat of Australia in their opening game. Uh, Denmark and Tunisia played to a draw disappointment, disappointing for Denmark. Uh, pretty, pretty much expected for Tunisia. Both of those teams now, um, you know, still play Australia and France. Mm. So it's really going to, it's really probably going to come down to who can beat Fran who can beat australia by more. It, yeah and um, lose to france the least but yeah. like denmark did beat france two nothing in the game in the nation's league game right before this i know that like doesn't mean anything but they did beat them right before the tournament however france that's i think right. on world cup form is uh that's that's a good team i don't know if it's a hot take to call the defending world champions a good team but that's a good team yeah, but that's a good team. Hot Denmark, uh, I still would probably pick them as the team to advance yeah. here. I think they've got if nothing else, if nothing else for my love of France. Yeah, nothing else for my love of Christian Eriksen. That's yes, exactly. Um, Spain, the huge seven nothing defeat of Costa Rica. With all respect to Kaylor Nevis, Costa mm. Rica not a good team. Only here because of Concacaf Shenanigans. and only here because Probably of Kaylor only here Nevis. because of Kaylor Nevis. <laughs> um, and uh, they will be eliminated swiftly. Germany uh, and Spain have the huge showdown yeah. tomorrow, I believe, right? Or no, Sunday. Um, I like that Japan team a lot, not just because I love their kits, but I think they're they're like super, they're very fast, they're very speedy. That's a yeah. fun team. I like their win over Germany. Yeah. That was good. I think Japan will beat Costa Rica mm. and advance. Um, which just means Germany has to. They have to beat Spain. Beat they Spain, have to beat Costa pretty Rica. much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Spain, if they get a point off Germany, should be good to go because uh, they have a seven seven point goal differential. Stephen, have you seen this? How many passes do you think Spain completed against Costa Rica? Seven thousand. Close. Nine hundred and seventy-five passes. <laughs> Nine hundred. That's insane. What's the What's the World Cup record? Oh, I don't know, but I feel like if you get close to a thousand completed passes, that's uh, that's just World Cup record passes completed. Just like let's see, just can't even get a hold of the ball at that point. Uh, five hundred and thirty-seven in the first half is a record. Okay, <clears throat> and broke Germany's record by more than a hundred. I don't know what their first half passes were. I don't oh, have that Germany, Germany's record from the game earlier that day. <laughs> Germany <laughs> set the record for first half passes in a World Cup game against Japan and then immediately surrendered it by 115 nice. to Spain. Um, yeah. <laughs> Germany making or Spain making their passes work a little better than mm. Germany, you have to say. That's a very interesting group to watch. I would say probably the group to watch going forward um, so i like i also wouldn't put it past killer nevas at some point to even though like costa rica is getting pummeled into the ground to like somehow keep all the goals out of the net that is like that could be true yeah. for sure 
Belgium had the victory over Canada. Canada looked pretty good. It was a one nothing defeat. Uh, Croatia and Morocco played mm. to a draw. John Herman said that they are going to fuck Croatia in this game, which uh, they didn't. They did not like. So, wow, that is uh, that is graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> I I do think uh, there is still a chance for uh, Canada to advance here. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't give it. Alfonso Davies looked like the best player in the world in that game against Belgium. So, I don't know. Croatia is really good. I don't know if I and Croatia is not only still a really good team, but they had a bad game from like Luka Modric, and I don't think that happens two games in a row. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good at soccer, I would say. He's thirty seven. Brazil. Modric is thirty seven. No way. He's Did you know that? Yeah. He's thirty seven. I knew. I knew it's real old. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I mean, he will put in two bad games in a row. Could be. Brazil looked great against Serbia. Maybe not as great as you would expect. Richarlison with the uh, goal of the tournament so far, arguably. Although that second goal from Iran, also out there. Not Iran, mm. from uh, Saudi Arabia, yeah, also yeah. up there. Um, but the uh, over the head, you know, that one always wins a lot of attention. Richarlison, who can't even score for Tottenham uh, Hotspur, is an indispensable part of the Brazil attack. Which mm. says something about one of those teams. I don't does know that, which one. Does that say you... more about Spurs or does that say more about Brazil? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you draw your own conclusions there. Um, Switzerland also beat Cameroon. Uh, they, I believe, have Brazil next and then mm. the game against Serbia. Uh, Cameroon and Serbia is a very interesting matchup. Serbia has to get a win there pretty much. And then it will be the, you know, head to head with Switzerland to see who comes out on top of the group. I think Serbia can defeat Cameroon, uh, but it won't be easy. What are your thoughts on group G? Yeah, I think Serbia probably win that game. I don't necessarily like Serbia again as a, uh, I want to, I want to get out there, get out ahead of this. I'm not a big fan of Serbia's human rights record. So if we could put that just in the podcast title, Um, but I do like, Alexander Mitrovic and him, he's not going to go scoreless this entire World Cup. So I think like he's a difference true. maker against Cameroon. I think Brazil and Switzerland still get out though. I don't think Serbia make up that gap. Uh, you tell me again what the podcast title needs to be. I was distracted by a text. Um, that I do not condone Serbia's uh, humanitarian record. If we could put that. Okay. As- yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> I, there are a lot of countries here whose humanitarian records. Let's just list all the countries whose humanitarian records that we do not approve of in the title. Just happily so against. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just so there's nobody listening, you know, just so uh, UNESCO doesn't come after right. this podcast. Um, we would hate that. UNICEF, yeah. any of them, any of those UN things. Um, and finally, Portugal, the chaotic game against. Uh, Man, I was I was yelling uh, at my screen down to the <laughs> very final seconds, and a poached ball from uh, the Portuguese goaltender that could have been the tying goal. But yeah, the Douglas Costa fell down. Diego Costa trying to waste time, bounces the ball, rolls it out. Anaki uh, Williams is like kind of down behind the play and then like crouches down to like be stealthy behind it so that nobody pointed him out and then such a sneaky <laughs> sneaky boy and then um, grabs the that... ball immediately trips and falls and doesn't convert on it but it was so close <laughs> that was a fun game south korea and uruguay play to a draw i'm going to be interested to watch uruguay because i thought they were a sneaky threat in this mm. um but uh they did not play with like any intensity at all in this game no. that has me worried and South Korea is a team that you could definitely make a case for advancing from this mm-hmm. group. Um, and Sun is back I, and healthy, and that's good for them. I think this in this group, Portugal will advance, but I don't think they're guaranteed victories or even results against South Korea or Uruguay. I think they will get a victory or a result against one of those two and do enough to advance. Um, but I think... Pretty much anyone could still win this. I wouldn't even totally write off Ghana because they had a, just a one goal defeat mm. against Portugal, and they're a good team. Um, just for the audacity of it alone, I to. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you look at Portugal as the best team in the group, having your first game against them and losing to them, maybe not the worst outcome, you know? Mm. So you um, kept it close to goal differential wise, if that matters. Yeah, exactly. So uh, definitely an interesting group to watch uh, as well. World Cup schedule. Who plays tomorrow? Group B and C and D, right? Yes. Uh, so that would be, let me look up the schedule because it doesn't want to load. Tunisia and Australia, Poland and Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. France and Denmark, and that critical Argentina-Mexico game, I would categorize as a must-watch at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Yeah, um, I am and- desperately counting down the hours now. Now that I'm no yes, longer then, nervous about the U.S. game, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, and then the uh, Spain-Germany game, 1 p.m. on Sunday, also, I would say, a must-watch. And I would say I would almost put Croatia-Canada in that game. That's, yeah, in that I think category. this is where the World Cup like really starts getting good is when you have like these teams that are desperate because they like didn't come out strong in the first game and... Like when the stakes are highest, I think this is where it shines Agreed. as a tournament. I think, I think that's very true. So, uh, a lot of soccer still to be played. This wasn't ever meant to really be a full episode. We've probably gotten longer than I thought we were already. <laughs> but, uh, any final closing thoughts on uh, A, the World Cup, or B, the humanitarian record of any of the participants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I should go off uh, guitar. Not a fan, not a fan of them. Also. Yeah, not uh, great. <laughs> not ideal who else who else can i talk about iran uh yeah not a fan of the regime either um there's some crazy stuff with iran going on with this tournament too because there's a bit of a like cultural revolution if you call it going on at home and they're trying to act like it doesn't exist so i think that covers our bases though i'm not sure about tunisia i I haven't looked uh, too much into their records so, so don't say that i approve of them yet i don't want that to be out there uh Outside of that, you know, I think we're good. I think we're good. Argentina, I don't think is great. I no. Don't think they have an incredible human rights track record, but, you know, not murdering migrant order, workers or anything. Brazil, so. uh, Bolsonaro lost the election, so I think we're good there. Yeah. So, but folks, yeah, let you us know. Country- yeah, let us know in the comments if, you know, there's someone I should be worried about. Uh- <laughs> That's right. If you have countries that you want us to hate, make your argument. Mm-hmm. Like Canada, um, what's going on there? You know, why are they so nice? I don't know. Why are they sending Ryan Reynolds to do our World Cup previews? Yeah. Why, Ryan Reynolds, why aren't you staying in your own country? Okay. Why are you coming here, taking hardworking American jobs, doing narration for American broadcasts? Stay in your country, stay on TSN, you know, be a Canadian celebrity. That's right. I agree with that. Uh, Justin, one final question. We have no, oh man, I wish we had Ian to quiz Mm. because there are what, seven teams that have ever won a world cup. That sounds right. right? It's it's smaller than you would think. Yeah. And the other day I was trying to think of um, which seven teams those were. And I was guessing, and I came up with, five can you name all seven okay without looking real quick one two three four five six germany brazil seven i think there are eight i'm counting okay germany germany and brazil are both brazil spain france Uh uh-huh there's a south american country i'm gonna get wrong because is it uruguay is uruguay one Uruguay won the very first okay. World Cup, right. yes, 1930. Like there's another one as well. Uh, there's one more, yes. Ecuador. No. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> D- don't, over, don't overthink the last uh, South American country. Argentina. There you go. Okay. That's the one. I was overthinking. I was thinking how messy has in one one and not how uh, <laughs> yeah. the country in general has a longer record than just messy. Uh, how many more? Do I have one more? Yeah. Uh, two, I believe. Two more. Mm. England. So far, well, let me recap. You, yep, that's okay. correct. And then there's one more you haven't named. Mm. 
They have won it in our lifetime, this final game. In our lifetime, this one. Uh-huh. One of the big... Is they it... have won it a total of four times. Oh, man. With, <laughs> with two different flags, both before and after World War II. Italy. That's correct. Yes. I didn't know Italy had a different flag. They had a little, like, Swedish or Swiss cross on their flag. You gave me, yeah. World War II. You gave me too much. You gave me too much of a hint. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> for some I'm reason, sorry. I was thinking uh, Italy have won the Euros a bunch, but have never won the World Cup. But I was wrong. I was wrong in that assumption. Well, they haven't just haven't come to the World Cup recently. But other than that, they'll win the won. Euros. Yeah, they won the Euros. So they yeah, that's right. The that's right. Exactly. Well, that was our quick mm-hmm. wrap up episode after the World Cup game against England. Everything to play for on Tuesday against and, Iran. Yeah, and Ian will listen to this pod, but he won't remember, so we can ask him the next time he's here. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and we can just throw in uh, Papua New Guinea. We can claim that they won one, and then folks. Folks, this is what's going to happen. We're yeah. going to say there are nine, and mm-hmm. the ninth was Papua New Guinea, and he's never going to get it. And then, and then his, when we yeah. tell him, so say, oh. his brain explodes. Like, oh, just kidding, Ian. So, silly, Ian. You fell for it. This is good. This is a good so, plan. Keep this in the pod because yeah. he won't remember by the time we get there. Exactly. <laughs> that's what's coming up. So, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, go USA. I'm feeling very patriotic today. Mm. It was a good one. It was a good Today, no, I feel good, patriotic. It was a good, victorious draw. Today, mm. I feel gay. Today, <laughs> I feel French. Today, I feel Qatari. Uh, Today, I feel bald eagle. Today, Today I, feel I feel migrant worker. Overeating. Today, I feel Black Friday. <laughs> Today, I feel uh, like we need to end this mm. podcast. Thanks yeah, for listening, and, uh, everyone. Before we log off to all those redheads out there, just know that we aren't trying to discriminate against you. And... That's yeah, right. thanks for listening. Yeah, we love you. Josh Sargent is a red man. Mm, so exactly. We love him as well. We would never and discriminate. Anyone him. can be. Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> also a very good soccer player, also a gender. Yeah, so, so Johnny Infantino, what There's are you There's a place for you here. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, everyone, and especially the redheads, mm. and have a great day. Adios. I'm